1: Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. It certainly feels like summer with this weather we've been having, and there's no more beautiful flower to have in your garden at this time of year than Dianthus, the garden pinks. This week, I'll be speaking to Joe Strickland, Operations Director at Wetman Pink's. An international leader in the breeding and exporting of British dianthus. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast, and to my producer, Charlie Jones. Well, it's the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, and I can tell you the floral pavilion, the plant village, which you go through if you enter from the Studgate entrance the rose tent and the dig-in areas are well worth a visit. When it comes to the gardens and the garden designers, I'm less happy. I do wish that somebody would uh, explain to these new garden designers that when the weather is hot and the wind quite breezy, they need to soak every pot very well before it's put into place And with weather like this, they need to soak the hole too. Actually, it's quite good advice for anybody buying plants at this time of the year. When you get them home, give them a really good soaking. If possible, put them in a bucket of water until the bubbles stop coming up. And then dig the hole and fill that hole with water a couple of times before you put the plant in place. And then you've got the moisture down where it's needed. And the plants are in with a chance of surviving these really hot, drying conditions. I have to tell you, we have some very pretty entries in our Prettiest Rose competition, uh, and we're working away, hope to get the answers uh, out onto sun gardening by the weekend. There's plenty going on on the news front. You know, I was interested to read that uh, they've designed robots Uh, in Holland, that can go into a greenhouse and harvest ripe peppers. Can you imagine that? You know, a machine going in, looking at the size of fruit and the colour and knowing which ones to actually harvest. I'm told that uh, the robots are not quite as quick as humans, but they work for 24 hours without getting tired, so uh, I expect we'll see more of them. You know, I was amazed a year or so ago to see robots sticking chrysanthemum cuttings by the million. I mean, it's remarkable that a machine can have fingers that go and pick up a cutting and hold it the right way up and push it into compost. And then from that point onwards, uh, the cuttings have moved about greenhouses all by robotic computer controlled machinery. We live in an amazing world. Oh, and at the the National Plant Show last week, there were close on a 100 new plants launched. Boy, keeping up to date with these things is really difficult. Steve and Val Bradley were among the judges, and I look forward to uh, hearing their comments. The best tree, for example, uh, in that category, was an upright growing laburnum. You know, it was just as if the uh, tree stood with its branches upright. I'll be interested to see uh, how that looks because one of the beauties of laburnum, of course, is the way that the yellow tassels of flowers hang. And so if you get a really upright tree, it'll be like a column of yellow and, of course, very suitable today's modern small gardens. Frank P. Matthews, the uh, introducer of the laburnum, also have a new apple and I must get uh, Steph back sometime to talk about that. It's a very interesting apple in that when you cut it, it doesn't turn brown. But more of that in the autumn. The people's choice at the National Plant Show, the one judged by uh, all those visitors, nurserymen, garden centre operators, plant retailers, the plant they chose as the best new one was rose, timeless purple. A fully double, fragrant, fashionable colour Uh, in the Home Florist series, introduced both for cutting and in borders. Actually, the uh, plant which caught my eye was a fragrant dianthus, you know, one of those sort of spray carnation-y things. But more about that later. What about the timely advice for this week? Goodness, things are dry in my garden. And with several days away, it's a real worry. Once uh, soil has got dry it's very difficult to re-wet and what you need to do is have a system which allows a very slow drip 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 for deep penetration down to the roots and once you've done that then you mulch over the surface to hold that moisture if you've got a newly planted tree for example get a stout polythene bag tie the top to the trunk or the stake and then fill the bag with water and make a pinprick at the base of the bag in one corner so water drips down the trunk all the way down to the roots. On a garden centre in Gravesend last weekend, uh, there was uh, a customer who was asking about turf. They'd had a 60-foot strip of turf laid and were complaining that it was going brown and shrinking at the edges. Boy... June and all that high temperatures is not the perfect time for laying turf. And quite honestly, if you're forced to do it at that time, I think it's important to get the soil below damp first. Once you put the turf down, it's a job to get the moisture beyond the turf into the soil because that's where you want it and then the roots of the grass go down into the moisture. If you lay turf on dry soil, I'm afraid it is going to shrink uh, and go brown and it's going to be very difficult. My recommendation to uh, that particular customer was to get a seep hose. That's one of those hoses that sort of oozes water and just drips it very slowly and just like the tree treatment, it gives you a really good depth of penetration of the moisture.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: This week, I'm pleased to introduce as our guest, Joe Strickland, the operations director at Wetman Pink's. And uh, if I mention Wetman anywhere around the world... People immediately think Dianthus and Pinks. Now Joe, how long have you been working for Wetman's and where are you?
2: I've been working for Wetman Pinks uh, for 28 years. Uh, I uh, joined them in 1990 as a teenager, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my career. And uh, started off down in the greenhouse picking cuttings and sticking cuttings and uh, really got a passion for it and uh, worked my way up to operations director, which I'm still thoroughly enjoying now. Amazing.
1: For those of us that like growing things, it's a way of life, isn't it? Don't you think? It is, yeah. Yeah. Now, can we talk a bit about what you produce? I mean, you're really right down, dare I say, in the wilds of Devon, uh, and to attract international business is quite remarkable but, but you have a whole range of dianthus don't you if, if we look at the various grades in height
2: yep. you
1: start with the alpines
2: yes we can start with the alpines they're wonderfully fragrant um, the alpine range heights normally are from about 8 to 12 centimeters but all are, are, are very lovely in fragrance beautiful colors um, and many of them with our special grey green foliage uh, which I think a lot of people go for because not only in the summer with the full flower and the scent but uh, in the winter time the actual grey foliage I think is, is very pretty in the garden as well.
1: And you've just launched a new variety within the alpines uh, called Flutterby.
2: That's right, yes, yes. It's uh, a beautiful flower with a uh, lovely fragrance, a very vigorous variety. We've grown it in uh, bowls and, and pots to take to the, to the local shows and that. But in the garden as well, it, it grows very quickly um, and is just a beautiful show of, of flowers.
1: Joe, I saw it first of all a fortnight or so ago at the Horticultural Trades Association's plant show. Yes. And there you'd taken lots of flowers off to make uh, a montage.
2: Yes, we did. Yes, we had a an oasis butterfly.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah. How many flowers did you put? I mean, what it would have been, let me think, uh, about 18 inches across?
2: Probably about two or 300 stems we probably used for it. So, uh, yes, it, uh, it was very eye-catching and smelt gorgeous.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there we've got, for the front of borders and for window boxes and things, the alpine pinks. Yeah. And then the next ones up would be what is a very popular uh, container range. The scent yeah. first.
2: Yes, the scent first range. Yeah, they're uh, they're fantastic for anything in the garden. Really, I mean, uh, to put in the actual borders, um, you can. Uh, they're also wonderful for on the patio in in pots, uh, especially right at the front door. You know, the fragrance of those in the summer is just fantastic
1: the one that i like particularly is memories uh, yes. and and that when you launched it raised thousands for alzheimer's didn't it
2: it did yes yes we raised 20000 pounds on the launch of that so Goodness. yes it was uh, yeah that was a, a gold medal at chelsea flower show and uh, it's it's gone on and on from there i think it's the amount of gardens that you see with it in now and it lasts for years as well it's it's a very strong uh, performer. Um, obviously with a lot of our pinks they'll they'll grow anywhere apart from anywhere really wet but, but memories just goes on and on so it's a, a great one to have in the garden for many years.
1: I mean it was brought out as a replacement for Mrs Sinkins wasn't it? Uh, I mean that's probably one of our best known heritage varieties but it leaves it standing in terms of length of flower.
2: Oh it does yes and, and also for its shape as well. I mean Mrs Sinkins wonderful fragrance um, but uh, looks rather messy in the garden whereas memories is just a fantastic shape very strong um, and will flower from you know early may right through till late september and look good all the way through very strong stems so it tends to uh, get through some of our should i say windy summer days and rather wet sometimes
1: and you have some fantastic names in that Scent First series. You know, I'm looking at the catalogue now. Slap and Tickle, Sugar Plum, <laughs> Tickle Pink, Passion, yeah. Rasmus. Yeah. Who dreams those up, Joe?
2: <laughs> well, it's a mixture of all of us, really. I mean, with, when new varieties come along, we, we tend to put lovely pictures of them up around the nursery um, and people get to, to choose what they think is, is the right name for them. So we often have quite a, quite a list to choose from. So, yeah, we do have a bit of fun choosing
1: those names. Well, it certainly grazed a smile with me when I look through those and when I see them on sale at the garden centre with the the labels. Yes, tickled pink. I think that does tickle me pink. It's a lovely variety, yeah. (laughs) And then we go a little taller with what I suppose people best know as the garden pinks.
2: Yes. Yeah, a lot of the old favourites. Probably still the most popular and well-known, I think, of hybrid dianthus. Many of our... Uh, varieties have the Horticultural Society Award of Garden Merit, outstanding garden performance for a lot of them, Just and wonderfully fragrant, and so many uses. So, you know, we have the very, very tall ones for cut flower that often do need some support in the garden, um, but a lot of our uh, other varieties, our garden pinks, uh, will grow very happily in the garden and look beautiful, but also... You can cut them and, and take them in as well and they'll just keep growing and growing, reflowering all summer.
1: Well you slipped by a bit too quickly for me on, on those three new taller stem varieties that you've just introduced. I mean I've been worrying uh, dianthus breeders of all kinds for years saying, why can't we have spray carnations with fragrance? Mm. You know, if you sit at a restaurant and there's two or three uh, spray carnations in a vase, as there often is because they last so long, you go yeah. forward to smell them and they've no scent. But those three that you've just introduced, they're stunning. I'm really excited about them.
2: Yes, they are. Yeah, they've got, we've got bridal star, which is a pure white double flower uh, with iridescent ruffled petals. It's got wonderful grey foliage, uh, a clove-scented fragrance. Um, it's absolutely beautiful flower, and in a wedding bouquet would just be stunning.
1: Oh, well, I hadn't um, thought about that. Yeah. Goodness, yeah, that really would be something, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, and then we've got pink ruffles, which is a, a pink double flower with a dark eye, again, with the wonderful grey foliage, and a sweet spice fragrance. Um Another beautiful double flower,
1: and then you kept the best till last, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> My
2: yeah, we've got red carpet, which is a, a striking semi-double crimson red flower, with an again another wonderful fragrance. But the stems can be as long as seventy centimeters long. So, uh, what you were saying about having just one or two in a vase, uh, the scent is so good on them that you literally only need one or two stems. Yeah.
1: Every real gentleman should have one of those in their buttonhole, don't you think? Exactly, Yeah. And if you had a plant or two in the garden, you'd be able to keep picking them, wouldn't you? I mean, they, they look to me, uh, the way the uh, flower buds were coming, that that they'll just keep flowering.
2: Oh, it will, yes. And the, and the thing is with pinks is the more you pick them, the more flowers you get. So, you know, if you start picking them at the beginning of the season... Um, by the middle of the season you'll be picking vasefuls to, to put into the home and give to friends It's uh, it really is an amazing plant to have and so many uses
1: Joe, I wish I was younger but boy I'd love to get a Spanish tunnel or two you know those polythene tunnels with air yeah. vents around the side and, and plant those up with your three latest uh, introductions I mean they'd be immensely popular wouldn't they as cut flowers now
2: Yes, they they would be, and with the breeding that we do now, we go for at least eight years before we uh, introduce something. So it's been tested in every way, and these new varieties are very strong, very vigorous. They'll they'll put up with most things in the garden. Um, so they they really are a good variety to to have, um, and and for cut flower for production. The growers want a, a variety that will perform for them very well, um, and these certainly will do that.
1: Now, do you see these running side by side with a, another range of Wetman dianthus, the cocktails? Because they'd be of yeah. similar height, wouldn't they?
2: Yes, they are. Yeah, they're similar height. Uh, the only difference with the cocktails is that they are large single flowers, which, which are a bit different. Again, they're wonderfully fragrant, beautiful shape to the plant, uh, wonderful grey foliage, nice long stems, and then a beautiful single flower. Uh, the range at the moment, um, uh, we have five, but we have many, many more coming in, in the breeding. We actually have our, uh, our outdoor trials bed, which is blooming wonderfully at the moment, uh, and uh, is looking wonderful, so we're, we're, uh, we're looking forward to launching some more of those next year.
1: I'm not much up into cocktails, but I think you ought to. I think you ought to list the names. Uh, 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 Shirley Temple is—is that, is that a cocktail?
2: Yes, apparently so. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, a tequila sunrise. It, 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 yes, I think I've heard of that. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, we got mojito, uh, which is uh, a lot of the florists have really liked because having a flower with a a lime green eye is something that they haven't seen very much so they really liked that one and then we've got Cosmopolitan which is the Cerise beautiful with a red currant eye and then we've got Cherry Daiquiri which is a single white flower with a a black currant eye um, and is beautifully fragrant so that's the the five cocktails but like I said there's uh, many more coming in the pipeline but it's just being able to choose which ones because there are so many
1: And and which was the most fragrant of those cocktail varieties then?
2: Uh, I think Cherry Daiquiri is uh, highly fragrant, and Shirley Temple as well. Yeah, Yeah, and Shirley Temple
1: being that sort of very rich pink with a darker ring eye.
2: That's right, yeah.
1: I don't know how people uh, choose. (laughs) Well,
2: yeah, sometimes I think people... I mean, people do choose, I think, just on the name sometimes. Um, But when you see somebody look at pinks the first thing they do is pick them up and smell them yes so i think that's such an important part for us is that they they will always be scented
1: i mean when i look at something like devon cream i mean that's yep. an amazing color isn't it you
2: know it is rich it's yellow with that little
1: hint of pink around the edges of it
2: it adds lovely color to it to a bouquet as well so it's uh, very different but it's very nice, and again, lovely grey foliage.
1: Now, when we get to actually growing them, you, you've mentioned that the soil—you uh, know—they're pretty happy in most soils as long as it's not waterlogged. But this That's is right. a this is a good time of year to start propagating, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. I mean, we we well, we propagate all year round here. But uh, for people propagating at home, then yes, it's uh, a good time to take those uh, small little cuttings off I mean we, we don't normally like to tell people to take cuttings, we like <laughs> to go and buy nice new fresh ones
1: <laughs> and, and, but, you, uh, and you need to be careful because you will have virus clean stock won't you?
2: Yeah. We will we do, we we have uh, a high health area in another part of the nursery which we keep all our nuclear stock in um, and then that supplies us with our mother stock and we, which we change over every 12 months we do have very high health uh, protocols on the nursery uh, to enable the the good healthy plants to follow through into the garden centers
1: and so now now and again as a gardener it, it's worth clearing the decks and starting again with fresh healthy stock i mean it's the same with strawberries and raspberries isn't it you know uh, yeah. if you have got virus free plants they will perform so much better
2: they will do yeah. i mean w- with the pinks it's it's a case of the first year or two um, but it's it's maintaining them it's it's people not being scared to take too much off at the end of the season what we we always say to people is is you know if there's any stems left on it or large cuttings take them off uh, at the end of september and then they'll sit there quite nicely over the winter and of course when they do start to grow again in the spring the growth will all be from the base of the plant which then give it its its strength uh, for the following season sometimes People don't take enough off and the growth starts from the top of the plant and that's when they say oh my plants look straggly or it's splitting open. But it's, it's, it's taking it right back to the base at the end of every year and then I've seen I've got Dianthus in my garden that I've had in there for about eight years now um, and they just spread and spread so they, they, they can last a long time.
1: So let me understand this, in September or October You prune them really quite hard back
2: yes you do yeah I mean you leave some green foliage on the plant but all those lovely stems that you've had you need to break them right back at the base uh, and then the following spring all the growth will start right from the base again and that's what gives it its strength for the following season
1: goodness that's very useful information and what sort of spacing would you see giving uh, young stock
2: Uh, Normally about 12 inches between each plant. The alpines, actually, although they're the smaller varieties, they tend to spread the quickest. That should be about fine, about 12 inches between each plant.
1: And then do you need to feed?
2: Yes, you can do. Um, A lot of the time it's just a a basic tomato feed, really. Um, But uh, but plenty of feed and water to start with when you first plant, especially if the weather's like it is at the moment. Um, And then when they're flowering, Uh, some feed when when watering
1: Thanks very much for joining us today I can't wait to see new varieties in both the cocktail and the other cat flower range. How long before we have a blue one?
2: uh, (laughs) Oh I'll have to speak to the breeding team and let you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now what's on? Well, it's the Royal Horticultural Society's Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. Uh, That's a great uh, day out for people picnicking and for families. And in terms of the thought for the week, I caught this in my diary. It's a quotation from Sean O'Casey, the Irish dramatist, and he says, When one has reached 81, one likes to sit back and let the world turn by itself without trying to push it. Well, I think I've been trying to push the world a bit hard the last two months, and it's nearly time that I sat back and let somebody else do the pushing. Thanks again to our sponsor, Sutton Seeds of Torquay, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk